Hello, friends. Welcome to the Crank and Boom podcast. I am your host, Tao Green. I opened a Thai restaurant with my family 17 years ago that has since morphed into a multi-million dollar ice cream business. I have the honor of leading 40 plus teammates to fulfill our company's mission, create joy, ignite laughter, and inspire compassion. And now I get to share my experiences of building this incredible business with you. On the show, we chat all things small business, family, and life, and how we can do it all with a bit more purpose and in community. I am so glad that you're here. This is the Crank and Boom Podcast. As an entrepreneur, you are the expert on your business. No one knows the intricacies of how your company works and thrives like you do. You constantly juggle thousands of details that only you would know how to handle. But as your business grows, it's imperative that you begin to hand off those details and bring people in who can use their own expertise to optimize your business. No more spreadsheets for your accounting. You can hire an outside accountant or bookkeeper to set up software to streamline your books. And no more struggling to understand social media algorithms and metrics. You can hire an agency to boost your followers and your reach. You can spend more time on what makes you money and what only you can bring to the table as a founder. In this episode, I'll highlight common areas of your business you can outsource and how to leverage other people's expertise as your business grows and thrives. So let's get into it. Way back in episode seven, we talked about hiring your first employee. When you are managing a team and figuring out how to build your team to do the tasks within your organization, that's really important. But as you get bigger and as your business grows, you can start to think about outsourcing your executive functions. I'm talking about these higher level strategic tasks that are not necessarily the doing in your business, but the strategic planning part of your business, the other functions that are a little harder to let go. I remember when we did the lease for Thai Orchid, we did not get a lawyer to look over the lease. We did it all by ourselves and just hope for the best. And I would say, looking back, that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that we didn't have an agent helping us. And then not finding a legal person to look over it to say, this lease is terrible and you need to negotiate X, Y, and Z. I think in hindsight, we would have saved money because of the grief that we went through with our landlord, even though it would have been money out of our pocket in the beginning. But when you're starting out, who has the money to pay for anything? You're just trying to scrape by uh, unless you are a you know well-funded startup. If you are kind of a what I call a mom and pop startup where you are just taking your own savings or getting a small loan or finding some way to scrap together the money to start your business, you really don't have the funds to have all these experts in your corner. And so I'm going to talk today about our progression and how we have been able to outsource a lot of executive functions for things that we were all doing ourselves for a very, very long time. When you're starting out and starting to think about tasks that we need outside help with, I would say one of the most pressing issues that we needed to address was having a lawyer in our corner. Finding an affordable lawyer is basically impossible. I was able to find a friend who was an attorney and she was able to give us kind of a family discount. It was a great relationship. 
And it was a nice way for us to kind of get started in having someone in our legal corner, those little tasks with trademarks and again, with leases and all that kind of stuff. It was helpful to start there. Also accounting. We've always had somebody doing the accounting, at least with the tax accounting, because I mean, who on earth understands the tax code and that it changes all the time. So really getting those experts that for us is way beyond our skill set. Those were kind of the first steps in us getting these more executive functions outsourced. We started out with a bookkeeper that would be part-time that would help us, you know, enter things into the books. And then we had that bookkeeper get more hours. And then we were able to find through a recommendation the team that we have now who does bookkeeping and payroll and does financial reporting and acts as our fractional CFO. And so there was definitely a progression where we didn't just go to that off the bat. And honestly, we didn't have the work that was needed for that. When you're so small and you're the one seeing the books every day and you have maybe one business, one location, you have money coming in and money going out. It's very, very simple. It's a lot easier to manage than the monstrosity that we have now with multiple streams of income, multiple locations, and lots of different things going on. It's just much easier now to have a team to help manage that. One of my biggest pain points as we were growing, and once we had two locations, was HR and managing and making sure that we were in compliance with different rules that were changing all the time and making sure that we were doing what we needed to do and that we were taking care of our team and that we could manage people in the best way that we could. It has been a godsend to have someone take care of that and not have that on our plate because I would say the HR piece of the business as we have grown is one of those things that can consume 150% of your time and energy. I think it's important to also understand as you're going through this process, thinking about what you can outsource, you got to define what it is that you want to outsource because maybe you love HR. Maybe you love being in there in the weeds with people. You love the training. You love all those things. If that's something you love, then don't outsource it or find someone just in an advisory capacity. There are a lot of different ways to engage people and use their expertise where it's not an all or nothing sort of situation. As a freelancer, there are a lot of different ways that you can find people to help you in a smaller capacity than trying to bring someone on full on. The holiday season is here and it's the perfect time to celebrate amazing food with your friends and family. I've learned when running a business that it's so important to take time out to share special moments with your loved ones. And I can't stress this enough. So when you're making plans to create magical moments for the holidays, remember that Gold Belly can make your holiday unforgettable. Whether it's Ina Garten's Carrot Cake for a special holiday dinner or Crankin' Boom's Flavors of Kentucky ice cream collection for your special holiday gifts, Gold Belly can deliver it right to your door. Don't miss out on Gold Belly's incredible offerings this holiday season. Head to goldbelly.com and make your celebrations and gift giving this season even sweeter. Hey friends, Tao here, popping in to share my excitement about one of my favorite companies in the whole world, Holly Hill & Co. If you are like me and are obsessed with food, especially local food, you will appreciate those special ties that happen around the table. Holly Hill & Co. believes, like I do, that food creates connection and community unlike anything else. 
That's why they take care to strengthen the ties across the generations between family, the farmer, and the land, all the way to the food that ends up on your table. You can experience exactly what this means at one of Holly Hill's nine unique Central Kentucky restaurants and through their beautiful emails. If you're in Kentucky, be sure to find the nearest location and get ready for an amazing experience with the most fantastic food. Holly Hill's co-founder is none other than my dear friend, James Beard-nominated chef Weta Michael, who's been a force on the Kentucky food scene for over 20 years. Learn more about their incredible food community by visiting hollyhillandco.com, where you'll find stories, recipes, how-tos, and even curated gifts. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com, and let them know that Tao from Crankin'Boom sent you. I would say almost every single person, probably 90% of who we work with, is from word of mouth recommendations from a trusted friend or colleague. This goes back to networking, right? If you can find someone either in your industry or a colleague or someone else doing similar work or a mentor to be able to say, look, I'm really struggling with dealing with our books. Do you know a bookkeeper? And that honestly, I think is the best way to find somebody. You can also cold search on the internet, but I tend to shy away from that mostly because I just want to know that the person that I am engaging with has already been vetted in some way. It saves me time. It saves me energy. When I first start talking to somebody about working with us, I like to get to know who they are. It's an open conversation. These are the needs that we have. These are the things that would make our life easier. And the more you can define, the easier it's going to be. When I started thinking about the idea of having more people help us with different things. I think it's one of those things that you hope that someone can take off your plate and you can just kick back and go to Home Depot and get a wheelbarrow so you can wheelbarrow all your money to the bank because they're just going to make your life easier and the money will be rolling in. I think that's a big misconception. If you have someone that is helping you with different things, you are still very involved. It doesn't mean that it's no work. It means that you are managing a whole nother arm and a whole nother group or a whole nother person to do the tasks that you need to do. And because we're talking about more executive functions, that's even more important that you are aligned with that person and that your communication is clear and that they understand what your expectations are. And the biggest factor for me is do we have chemistry to work together? One. Two, can we communicate? That is a huge one because most of our contractors are elsewhere and not here physically. Can I communicate with you? If you only communicate through pigeon messaging, that's not going to work for me because I need you to answer your email or a text or Slack or something else. And so do your communication styles match up for me? It's not just somebody who is washing the dishes. I'm trusting you with our books. I'm trusting you with our message. I'm trusting you to represent me in some capacity to the world or to other people. And that is so important. Can I trust you with that? Do I believe that you can represent us in a way that I feel comfortable with? Can I trust you to be honest and to have good, clear conversations when we need to? Communication, trust, values, 
All those things are so important when you're looking for someone to help you. It's one of those things you got to try it. For me, it was just trying to find my sanity again from having to do all these things that I just didn't want to do anymore. And I found that it was hindering my creativity. It was breaking my spirit. I just didn't want to do my job anymore. And that I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs will go through that, especially as you're growing and get bigger and your team gets bigger. There's just more to manage. And at some point, there will be a breaking point where you literally cannot do every single thing. If you are going to spend X amount of dollars to have this person help you with these things, the way I've always thought about it is what is that going to save me? I'm spending more in dollars. What is it going to save me in those other assets that I have, which is time, energy, creativity, all those things. I will spend high dollars for that. If they can save me time, which right now is my most valuable asset to me. But it took a while for me to get to that place where I could do that math in my head. And it's still a work in progress. I feel like I haven't fully optimized our outsource team in the way where I feel like everything is 100%. But I feel like we're at a good place. We're still learning as we go. And it's something that's going to be ever evolving. So here are my takeaways for this episode. Number one, think about what your biggest pain points are. When you are a founder, CEO, you are doing all the things. And as you grow, it's going to be impossible to do all the things, at least to do them well. Think about what are the biggest pains that you're experiencing and how can you find someone to maybe take some of that stuff off your plate. Number two, take small steps. You don't have to give away the farm, but maybe take a baby step in thinking, okay, I have some administrative stuff. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody helped me with incoming emails or sales leads or something else that you would be willing to let go of? Have some experience in what it's like to let go a little bit. I see you entrepreneurs. It is hard to let go, especially if you are a type A control person. But if you want to save your sanity and you want to grow in a meaningful way, you will have to let go at some point. Number three, even if you have people helping you, it's the same as your internal team. It is still going to take some work and management. You have to communicate. You have to share values. You have to make clear expectations about what you need and what you want. Same rules apply for anyone that helps you in an external outsourcing kind of fashion. If you do it right, it will save you time, it might save your sanity, and it will make your life so much easier. Thank you so much for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. If you want business advice and tactics like this every week, click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode with us. Also, if you like what you heard today, it would mean oh so very much to me if you would leave us a review that helps other people find us. Leave a note on what topics you want me to cover more of because we would love to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you here again very soon. Until next time, peace! This is a production of Four Eyes Media.